pockets ain't empty, cuz. Episode number 43, July 18th, on this hot, humid summer day in the northeast of southern New Jersey. The northeast of southern New Jersey. How about that? A little smoke scare this morning. I thought it was fog. Could have been smoke. We'll never know because it always smells like smoke around here. So I know people are dealing with that shit in Pennsylvania. Who knows? But I'm done talking about the smoke. We got a big episode today. We got Top 10 Tuesday with a sneak peek. Actually, not even a sneak peek. A Top 20 list to top it all off because I made the list at 10 and I'm like, this is too much. We got to make it 20 and we'll go from there. But first, we're going to get into this date in history, July 18th. So July 18th, 1940, Franklin D. Roosevelt was nominated for an unprecedented third term as president of the United States at the Democratic National Convention. This was a significant moment because prior to this, it was an unwritten rule that the U.S. presidents only served two terms following the president set by George Washington. FDR went on to win the election and was also elected to a fourth term in 1944, making him the only president to serve more than two terms. The 22nd Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1951, made his two-term tradition a legal requirement, meaning no future president could follow in Roosevelt's footsteps in this regard. This highlights Roosevelt's unique role in U.S. presidential history. History has its I did not know that about FDR. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing it back as a kid because it was like the Great Depression and he was doing the the New Deal and all that shit and they didn't want things to change and then World War II. Some shit like that happened. So fun fact. But like I said, we got some top 10 lists coming up. We got the top 10 bucket getters of all time, followed by the top 10 baseball players of all time, followed by the top 20 craziest baseball names in history. So let's get into it. So leading off, we're going to start off, even though it's the offseason, but basketball has a way of controlling an offseason. Not so much in football or hockey or baseball. Basketball has, over the last like 10, 15 years or so, has um, made the offseason just as important as the regular season in terms of media coverage because of all the trades, the NBA summer, summer league and uh shit like that so with that being said we're gonna start off with the number 10 bucket getter of all time your favorite dirk Nowitzki. one of the greatest shooting bigs of all time his unique playing style and scoring ability made him a consistent offensive threat so before i before i said that i should have prefaced this by saying what is a bucket getter right bucket getter isn't just you're good at basketball. A bucket getter is you're down by 10 with three minutes left and the coach looks at you and says, we need 10 points. Go get it. Basically, all it is is give the ball to that person and let him cook. 
That's basically all it is. They're not going to give a shit about defense, about running back on defense, about anything else. Give that man the ball and let him go to fucking work and let's win this game. So Dirk Nowitzki at number 10. Number 9, Carmelo Anthony. Probably one of the best scorers of all time. He's number eight on this list just because it's NBA has a shitload of players. This dude can go out there. The garden was electric when he got the ball, especially late in the fourth, down by down by six. You already knew this dude was coming down the court. He was going to get his buckets or he was going to do everything he could to make it happen, a.k.a. not pass or play defense. But that man can put up fucking 35 on an off night. Number eight, Stephen Curry. Just his shooting range alone. I mean, that guy's lights out from half court. Probably one of the best best shooters of all time behind Ray Allen. I have a thing for Ray Allen, so I'm never going to say he's better than Ray Allen, even though he probably is better than Ray Allen. But he's a threat to score from anywhere on the offensive side of the court. So Stephen Curry at number eight. Number seven, Allen Iverson. So Allen Iverson being a tiny little dude, you would never think this dude would even make it to the NBA, let alone be one of the best scorers of all time. This dude carried the 76ers and then later the Nuggets, despite being tiny. This dude had handles. He knew how to get to the rim. He had a decent shot for a league that didn't shoot the ball that much. But this dude can fucking score. So Allen Iverson coming in at number seven. Number six, James Harden. Now, this one makes the list because James Harden on OKC as the sixth man of the year was lights out. He would come off the bench and he would fucking dominate the game for that second quarter, third quarter stretch and then end up being back in the fourth quarter because they said, hey, we're down by fucking 12. Durant and Westbrook aren't doing shit because they're not clutch. Let's go put James Harden back in the game. Let him go to work. So, and he also draws fouls, which is kind of annoying, but at the same time gets the point total up. So James Harden, bucket getter. Number five, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq was just a force on both sides of the ball, but on offense, you give it to him in the post. He's backing anybody down. He's going to dunk on him. He's going to stand over him. He's going to just let you know that he just made you his little bitch for the day. And he's going to do it about 70 more times before you get tired and check yourself out. And no one's going to step to him. You know, no one's going to swing at him. He's a fucking monster. So Shaquille O'Neal, number four, LeBron James. Just his overall size, strength, his ability on defense, although this is bucket getters. There was a stretch there, especially after his first stint in Cleveland when he joined Miami. And since then, maybe not last year because he was a little bit hurt, but pretty much from first year in Miami until his first year in a Laker uniform, he can go out and put up 35. I think he even averaged like 28 points last season, which is insane, and didn't even get one MVP vote. So, you know, the haters are always out there. Number three, Kevin Durant. This lanky piece of shit can only bench press like 65 pounds. Unlike me, you can bench press like 275, maybe 315 on a good day. We don't need to get into that. We don't have time for that. You can plug him into any offense and he will get his he'll get his shot up every single time. He's fucking humongous. Just tall, lanky. He could jump. He could get to the paint. Shoots over everybody. There's only like three times when his shot has gotten blocked. Dude's a machine. Number two, Kobe Bryant. Of course, his 81-point game stands as the greatest scoring performance. One of the one of the greatest scoring performances of all time, but he was a killer on the court. He would not he just doesn't like to lose is what it is. He hates losing more than more than he likes winning is the saying. And Kobe Bryant was that dude. 
Again, hey, man, we're down by 10. All right, he just sucks it up, swigs a little water, gets back out there, and lets it rip. So Kobe Bryant at number two. Number one, of course, Michael Jordan, everybody's favorite. Dominated the 90s. Led the Chicago Bulls to six NBA championships. His overall competitiveness and his scoring ability makes him the number one bucket getter on my list. You can make your own list. Wipe your ass with it if you don't like mine. And uh, stick to that. So number one, Michael Jordan. So that wraps up the top 10 bucket getters of all time. Now moving to baseball. Now I made two lists because baseball is wild. They have some crazy fucking names in baseball. (laughs) And we're not going to go, we're going to go through each, we're going to go through the top 20 names, top 10 craziest names in baseball history. But first we're going to go top 10 baseball players of all time, including pitchers. So number 10, Randy Johnson. Dude was a mountain on the mound. Lanky as fuck, but he slung that ball in there. It was as if he was landing on top of you when he let go of that ball. He would drop a fucking 99 to 100 mile per hour heater right on the black and then just drop a slider at like 94 that just swept across the plate. Forget about it. See you later. Number nine, Chipper Jones. Braves third baseman. Fuck the Braves. No one's ever liked the Braves. Switch hitter. Batted over 300 for his career on both sides of the plate and has 2,700 hits overall. So, Chipper Jones. He's kind of fucking Magoo, though. And then number eight, Miguel Cabrera. He was actually the last player to win the Triple Crown. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball throughout his career, amassing 500 home runs and 2,500 hits. I think he's still playing. I'm pretty sure he's not. I think he retired last year. I know they had like the going away thing, but I think he's like a free agent. So maybe he's still running around out there. Pool holes, number seven. I mean, this dude could rake in his prime. When he signed, when he was with the Cardinals, he flicked that fucking bat like a toothpick straight through the zone and just bashed the shit out of the ball. And he hit like 315. Like this dude wasn't just hitting home runs and going back to the dugout. You know, he wasn't batting 200. He was batting like 315 some years. I'm not sure if that's exactly true. I know he was a good hitter and he could fucking rake. He ended up getting 600 home runs in his entire career. How about that? And then number six, the fish, Mike Trout. Been in the league since 2011, so he's pretty high up on this list. He's been the best player in baseball. Definitely the best player in MLB The Show. He's won three MVP MVP awards, and he's known for his well-rounded game. The dude can play center field. His problem is he plays on fucking the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever the fuck that means, and his team sucks. Even though they have Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon's getting paid a ridiculous amount of money to bat 220, and they just suck. They start hot. The last two years, they've started hot. Like hottest team in the league, and then all of a sudden, they lose like 13 in a row, and Otani and Trout just sit there, the fish, and do nothing. So now he's been hurt. Um, yeah, but even when, when he is healthy, though, that dude can rake. He's been catching up to that high fastball that is, that's been elusive, elusive to him his whole career, and he's been mashing. But again, he's hurt. He plays in LA, so who gives a shit? Number five, Ichiro full name Ichiro Suzuki came over from Japan so he was basically a veteran when he came over here and he became one of the best hitters in baseball amassing over 3,000 hits in his MLB career and won an MVP award in his rookie season but again the rookie season thing's kind of sketchy because he came over from Japan and the 3,000 hits I think he has like 1,800 American hits and like 1,200 Japanese hits 
So, but the dude had a fucking cannon. Uh, I think he pitched one game just to see if he could do it. He was throwing like 97 and the dude was just a machine in the field. He could bunt. You got to bring back the bunt. I'm telling you that right now. Teams don't do it enough, but Suzuki had a fucking cannon. And then number four, A-Rod, despite being allegedly on steroids, he's only four home runs away from 700. He's not playing anymore, so he's going to stay at 696. He won three MVP awards, and he was the best shortstop that didn't play shortstop on his team. So he got traded to the Yankees after playing in Seattle and then Texas, had a massive contract for the time. He got another massive contract from the Yankees and ended up getting suspended for alleged steroid use. Uh, He went to the commissioner's office, kicked the briefcase over, and apparently the story behind this is because A-Rod's known as like a fake dude. He's like very, he's very uh, for the cameras and he'd kind of look at me, Louie. The story is that his people like his agent and his team were in there and placed the suitcase or the briefcase next to the desk and like he kicked it and it was just empty like it was just a prop it was basically just a prop to like tell the commissioner how mad he was and that he was getting suspended and all this stuff and then he drove to mike frances's studio on the fan and proclaimed his innocence and then like two days later got suspended for the entire year so but that's a rod man best player in baseball also, I have his jersey. The real ones know what I mean by that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number three, Derek Jeter. I mean, longtime Yankee shortstop. Back when the Yankees actually had some guts on the field. Uh, consistent throughout his whole career. 3,000 hits, five gold, gold gloves, and five World Series titles. He played the game the right way. He hustled. He did everything he needed to do. His inside-out swing is hard to rep- replicate. He just knew what he was doing out there. Consummate professional. Number two, Ken Griffey Jr., the kid. I keep hitting the goddamn shooting button. I don't know why, but I keep hitting it. The kid. Sweetest swing in the fucking game. You watch him stand in the box, and then like when he when he was like doing bullpens and fucking warming up, home run derbies, he had the backwards hat. And you watch his swing, and there's no there's no wasted motion in his swing. It's so smooth, so compact. It just looked so natural for him to be in the box swinging and hitting a baseball as far as he could. And he was also a gold glove fucking center field this dude was climbing walls running through walls diving did everything he could in center field what happened to him was is he didn't take steroids like the rest of them basically all that happened is that he ran out of gas um once he hit like mid 30s is when usually athletes start running out of gas he hit the fucking wall pretty hard and that was that uh but he was fun to watch when he did it he could still hit the ball a mile they were showing videos of him still hitting still has the swing and everything going on but number one coming in number one big number one is barry bonds this dude was on fucking steroids this is the steroid era in a person so he was skinny as fuck he was still jacked and he was still such a good baseball player but then he decided to take steroids he he put on like 25 pounds of muscle in one off season and decided to just hit the fucking shit out of the ball he was massive in the batter's box and you couldn't throw a pitch to him. So he has crazy stat numbers, right? He's got this record. He had four more home runs. In 2004, he had four more home runs than he did strikeouts. So let that sink in a little bit. He had four more home runs than strikeouts. To put it another way, Giancarlo Stanton strikes out like three times a game, and he bat. He plays every day. He strikes out way more than home runs. This dude could not get out. He got walked with the bases loaded because they were afraid to pitch to him. They had their best pitchers coming in, their best closers, whoever they, whoever they could, and these dudes would try to challenge him, and he would fucking not only just hit a home run, he would rocket the ball out. They would throw like 101, 
up and inside, and he would fucking turn on it like it was nothing and just send that ball into McCovey Cove. He was a machine in baseball, but allegedly he was on steroids too. And if you look at him from one year to the next, you're like, yeah, that dude's definitely on something. The Balco scandal, and we'll go from there. But we're going to move along, and we're going to motor through this top 20 list of craziest baseball names in history because it's not even that these players were that good it's just that they had some crazy names so starting off at number 20 buster posey number 19 mudcat grant number 18 wonderful terrific mons the third <laughs> number <laughs> number 17 mordecai three finger brown Number 16, Satchel Page. Number 15, Mookie Betts. Number 14, Pee Wee Reese. Number 13, Goose Gossage. Number 12, Raleigh Fingers. Number 11, Oil Can Boyd. <laughs> Yo, come on. Number 10, Catfish Hunter. Number 9, Yogi Berra. Number 8, Calvin Coolidge. Ju- Ju- Jesus Christ. Calvin Coolidge, Julius Caesar, Tuscahoma McClish. I'm going to say that one again. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge, Julius Caesar, Tuscahoma McClish. Number seven, Stubby Clap. Number six, Shooty Babbitt. <laughs> Number five, Urban Shocker. <laughs> These games have got to be made up, dude. I mean, I'm looking them up. I'm like, this has got to be a fucking... This, someone's, they got to be a fake one in here, right? Number four, Orville Overall. <laughs> Number three, Boof Bouncer. Number two, Coco Crisp. Number one, Rusty Kuntz. And that's going to wrap it up. I think out of that list, the craziest name, I mean, there was one, Calvin Calvin Coolidge, Julius Caesar, Tuscahoma McClish is definitely the craziest fucking name for a person, let alone a professional baseball player. Oil Can Boyd. That's got to be something. So Oil Can Boyd was a pitcher in the 80s and early 90s, mostly known for his time on the Red Sox. And they got Mordecai Three Finger Brown, earned his nickname from a farming accident that cost him parts of two fingers on his right hand. So he only had three fingers on his right hand. And then you had Wonderful Terrific Mons the Third. This is some fucking Mudcat Grant. But yeah, there's some crazy names out there. And that's going to wrap it up for our Top 10 Tuesday with a special Top 20 because some of these names are crazy. I could probably go Top 50 next time and just really get into the dirt on some of these names. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up. We are at the 22-minute mark. I'm going to have to chop this bitch down to about 18 minutes to please the viewers. I got some feedback again from Military Monday. Uh, We're going to have a new topic next week already in the works. And then tomorrow is Would You Rather, I think. Maybe maybe a little wacky Wednesday because that's real original, right? Stupid. But we're gonna go ahead and wrap that one up. I'm gonna I am fucking done with the New York Yankees. They gotta get rid of everybody. I don't know why Aaron Boone still has a job, but we can get into that at a different time. So I'm gonna let you guys go. It's hot as a bitch outside. Make sure you guys stay hydrated, stay safe, and uh we'll see you guys tomorrow.